Hello and welcome to Murph's Tavern. I am massive Simpsons dork Murphy McLaughlin. Every episode of this podcast, I'll talk about a different episode of The Simpsons. Well, usually I do. Uh, We are mixing it up on this episode of Murph's Tavern. We're talking about The Simpsons album, the very first Simpsons album, which was released in 1990 called The Simpsons Sing the Blues. And with me to chat about that album are both return guests from The Simpsons Index. We have Elliot J. O'Neill. Hello. And BT Calloway. Ahoy hoy. Thanks so much for coming back on the pod, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, no, I'm very to excited one. to hook into it. It seems like our th- thing for your show huh. is to guess to talk about like the very early days of The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> well, the- this. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you I was like, this is one where the second I found out what it was, I'm like, why the hell have we not talked about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I saw you. Sometimes you do do bonus episodes, like you've talked about the South Park episode, right, and the Family Guy crossover, and a few other. Uh, um, yeah, it did the Tracy Ullman shorts yeah. as well. So that's the thing. So I I wanted to have you guys back, but I was like, uh, you've already talked about the first eight seasons. Uh, I think there's like two episodes from the first eight that you haven't actually chatted about. Yeah. Yeah, because we used to, on our show, The Simpsons Index, we used to review three episodes, but each one would come from a different decade. Yeah. And we kind of caught up with the first 20 years of the show, so we've just pivoted to doing one episode at a time. But we still have a handful of episodes that we still want to record in that uh, three episode structure so we're we're still holding out ah cool because i did see i was like oh that'd be cool i can get them uh, they can talk about um some of those but there are ones i've already talked about (laughs) (laughs) i was like god damn it um but they're really good ones that we're saving until (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like we've uh, figured out uh the um anyway whatever yeah well um last time you were on we talked about a season one episode um the homer's odyssey and i don't Mm. think you guys had spoken about that one and i think it was like on your very Maybe your was, second or your third episode of the pod. Yeah, it was one of the early ones. Yeah. For sure. yeah. So I thought enough time has passed where they can chat about that one again. Um, but then I'd been, yeah, I've been wanting to talk about the album for a while, and I thought, oh, I, these guys haven't spoken about it on their pod. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, um, had you guys heard this album before uh, this pod? I like only the singles. Uh, mm. uh, you know the the smash hits. Uh, you a fan. <laughs> yeah, I know for real, man. I, I'm embarrassed. Um, oh yeah, you like the Simpsons? What's your favorite song? <laughs> yeah. No singles, B cut, uh, B sides. <laughs> yeah, what are all the lyrics to "Look at All Those Idiots"? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Don't worry. Um, so um, yeah, um, I hadn't heard it either, and. It's a weird thing because, like, I don't know. I, I've, I was aware of it at least, mm. but it yeah, just kind of. of looked shit. So <laughs> I never went to it. And also, you know, why go that when you've got songs in the key of Springfield sitting right there? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yes. Uh, also, well, just to toot our own horns a little bit as well, uh, we are quite frankly the perfect guests for this. So not only are we Simpsons fans, both Elliot and I are music school graduates. Yeah. Yes. I, I had a feeling you were. I knew you were somehow music related. Yeah, so that's another. Is it the ukulele cases in the background <laughs> or the bass amp over there? What is it? What gave it away? Well, I listened to the episode you did as well um, on your podcast, Lisa Sings the Blues or something. It was Lisa Has the Blues from a few years yeah. ago, but they go to New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a fucking thing. Yeah. That was an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think you brought it up on there, but yeah. Um, well, I was surprised as well because I had obviously heard of this album mm. um, and I'd seen it a lot. Like, I feel like every third friend's house I went to growing up had a copy of this CD on, yeah, on the right. shelf. 
Um, so I'd seen it around, but um, yeah, it's not until a year ago. So I hadn't heard it before today, but it was only like about a year ago. I saw it was up on Spotify mm. and I was like, oh yeah, I'll check it out. Give this a go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, uh, there were tracks on it. I was just like, how have I never heard yeah. this before? <laughs> like, it's just, it's cool. It's kind of like, you know, we're all such hardcore Simpsons fans yet. Yeah. Finding this little nugget from the early years. I think it's just that though, right? Because like I talked about being aware of it and it's the sort of thing where like you read the track list and it's like, I don't know any of these songs and like, do I really want to like find out what, like they aren't from the show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, at least songs in the key of Springfield are at least from the show. Yeah. Uh, Whereas we get a little bit here with one of them. Um, Lisa's, Moan and Lisa Simpson is an extended version of the song that appears in the the episode. Yeah, that's um, the only one. But other yeah. than that, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And which is, this is the only album I think they've ever released, which um, which is like that. All mm. the albums yeah, are for that, like you said, Key in the Key of Springfield, um, yeah, Ghost yeah. in Sonic with the Simpsons. They're all ones from the show. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like that's part of what took me away from it is because it's more like this is the show when it was at the peak of yellow fever it's like yeah let me watch those doritos ads and other things they did when they were the biggest thing in the world yeah what are the point of these songs other than a cash in yes and it feels like something that they parodied themselves in the see <laughs> yeah. se- i think it's the simpsons season three Christmas tree book- house of horror where they like um yeah the simpsons go calypso and yeah you just said it beach there the um the simpsons christmas book yeah or whatever yeah yeah Yes, this album is a great example of how they were just churning out so much yeah. merch in that first couple of years. Um, so, like, who knows how long this is going to be successful for? So, get it all out the door immediately. Yeah, yeah. they um, there's a few good articles online which I've drawn from uh, regarding this album, and there's also as well a really um, detailed breakdown of it on a uh, another Simpsons podcast called Talking Simpsons. Um, they do an episode all about uh, this album. So don't switch to another podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, a few of the um, bit of bits of background info on this album I, I got from there. So shout out. Um, but yes, so basically this album was released in December 1990, early December 1990. Apparently James L. Brooks pretty much came up with the idea and he wanted it, I think Fox at least. Well, now that I think about it though, Fox, would they have made money from this? At least something. Mm. I know Matt Groening, like we talked about how like the Simpsons were just punching pumping out merchandise at this time. Like Matt got a stupidly great deal for uh, a merchandise percentage. So he was highly motivated to do shit like (laughs) this. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that'll sell, baby. (laughs) And hey, it went twice platinum in the States, so Yeah. I was surprised how well I did so Do the Bartman was number one in England. Um and it Chart, I looked on like top singles of 1991 in Australia. It, for that year, it was number 11. Yeah, like, right. Um, but uh, yeah, whoever it was was really wanting this album to come out before Christmas so they could just mm. have it as a perfect yeah. Christmas mm. gift. So I think they were. You like The Simpsons? Here they <laughs> sing them. Yay. Yeah. So they really rushed this, this out, um, which I think is why there are half the so- songs are covers. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, the other thing that surprised me about Do the Bartman getting so successful, that is five minutes long. (laughs) That is is not a punchy song. (laughs) Yeah, it's at this time, though, and, you know, 
obviously it was produced by Michael Jackson as well. I mm. mean, it wasn't, but wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yep. And I felt like this was just sort of par for his course at that time of doing mm. those really long, elaborate music videos and having a story with it as yeah. well as, yeah, the song itself, which... Yeah, the song itself is what, 4.30 or 5? No, literally, like, the song itself is like 5-something. Yeah, and it's, then the video it's itself lengthy. is like 7 with extra yeah, scenes and shit like, like that. that. Mm. So, yeah, it's it looks weird now, but at the time, it wasn't unusual. Yeah, true. Uh, I just mean for like a radio hit, 5 minutes is, uh, is a long Yeah. Oh, yeah. I realized how long the song was when uh, a couple of years ago, I've got a mate called Nathan, and I call him Fan Man. Uh, have since high school and for his 30th I sung a parody of Do the Bartman called Do the Than Man <laughs> so I got Beautiful. I analyzed that so like I, I'm pretty familiar with Do the Bartman yeah, yeah. from that alone so I like and when I was writing my parody lyrics and listening to the backing track I was like yeah fuck this is a long song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I thought we could go track by track um, yeah, yeah. so I've got That's them in front were. of me Perfect. Um, you can find the whole album on Spotify, and I think they're all up on YouTube as well. Yep, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Got it. BT, you did yeah. mention you're both graduates of music school, <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> feel free to give your uh, musician analysts uh, <laughs> on uh, on these tracks as well. All right. Um, Certainly will. Let me get my thinking pipe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I shall display my diploma. <laughs> Album kicks off with the track we've already been discussing, yeah. Do the Bartman. Everybody, if you can do the Bartman, oh, yeah. shake your body, turn it out if you can, man. Shake your body. Do the sign if you can, can. Everybody in the house, yeah, do the Bartman. Everybody, if you yeah. can, do the Bartman. Shake your body, turn it Check out. Check it out. Kicks off strong. Uh, a little bit before we review this this track on what we think. Uh, yeah, there, there has always been. You touched on it, um, Elliot. Like this, like thing with Michael, did Michael Jackson work on the song? And it's really hard to get a straight answer. Like there's a lot of conflicting stuff in interviews. Like Matt Groening claims that he didn't, and then. In another interview, he says he did. Um, the guy who I think had a lot to do with this album and was a big collaborator with Michael Jackson, yeah. uh, I don't have his name in front of me, but I'll have it in a sec. Um, he, I think, had most to do with it. And yeah, I was going to say, if Michael Jackson didn't have input on this, yeah. he, someone who produces him did, because there is exactly that sound on it. Yeah, yeah I think like this is the exact same bass tone of uh, yeah. the Michael Jackson song, Remember the Time. It's that particular woom, woom. Uh, yes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Lauren. So, Brian mm. Lauren uh, was a big, uh, yeah, uh, basically did a lot of shit with Michael Jackson. I'm literally just reading from the Wikipedia here, but uh, he collaborated... Yeah. Um, with other top recording artists, including in 1990 when he produced, sung background vocals on and co-wrote, along with an uncredited Michael Jackson, the song Do the Bar Man uh, from Simpsons Sing the Blues, um, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, yes, so um, apparently Michael Jackson's one of the background singers as well. Yeah, look, I mean, even if he wasn't, like, I think just culturally, I think his sound is just all over mm. it. Like, yeah. it is kind of a very uh, early 90s, late 80s sounding track anyway. Like, yeah. it's very much this, uh, the new Jack swing, the uh, like the 16th shuffle, the... Dun, 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 
yeah yeah and like that very very tacky sort of hip-hop that like donald glover would end up having an amazing bit about you know that's the thing because they he also you know there are two Michael Jackson name drops in this, and mm, also yeah. uh, Bart just yells, "Can't touch this!" So it is really <laughs> riding that wave of uh, you know hip hop pop crossover. Yeah, like, I, yeah, you know, from Hammer on that. I think in one of the interviews I read, one of the um, like uh, things that Michael Jackson would only do it if there could be a line like, um, "You're bad," like Michael Jackson, like if yeah. he could have his name in, which is. Bit sad, um, but uh, yeah, this actually was never officially released as a single in the US. It was really? only oh, overseas, like and yeah, yeah. Um, Australia, Ireland, New Zealand, like England had a music video and everything. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, the music video debuted um, on early December nineteen ninety. Um, after the episode Bart the Daredevil, so it was quite mm. an iconic night right. for the Simpsons. Bart the Daredevil, oh. and then. Do the Batman. Pretty crazy. So season two was underway when this one came out. Yes. So I think That's they recorded the album between season one and two, yeah, from what yeah. I can gather. Wow. While they were recording Wild. for season two, they also recorded um, the actors do the tracks. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because, like, there's a lot of this whole project that's, like, kind of naff. And, and like, The Simpsons... I feel like evolved very quickly from season one and two. Mm. It, it's it's just kind of interesting to me that yeah, season two was yeah pretty well underway because like Daredevil is what their like eighth episode from that season something or like something that. like that. Yeah, and so I, I wonder if it just already looked dated by this time. But fuck, if it went two times platinum, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, just in terms of like the animation of this film clip is very much in that season one style. This oh, and yeah. Deep Deep Trouble like. Well, a bit thicker lines and that. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, the re- animation studio that did do the Batman music video was not their usual um, oh, really? studio. I don't know the full um, details here, but Brad Bird um, directed it, who's now well known for Pixar stuff. Wow! Um, you don't oh, boom! Sorry, I got to think about that in a hot second. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, stay tuned. Uh, it's a bit of sizzle there. Brad Bird did direct a bunch of early Simpsons episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he, he was already working for The Simpsons, but they had him, like, fly to Hungary or something, and it was, like, really last minute, and, like, um, they got him, and apparently, like, the animators that were working for him had only seen The Simpsons shorts, and they thought it was going to be, like, just really basic animation, and then he was like, no, no. And then he like showed them the season, which, you know, season one's still pretty crude, but like he showed them all and they were like, oh, shit. And they yeah, like. But in, especially in terms of like, this is an elaborate music clip as mm. well. There is maybe a lot more animation going on in this fucking, yeah, seven minute yeah, thing. Yeah, because there's than all there the dancing. In mostly yeah. in an episode, characters can be static and that's fine yeah. as long as they're talking. Mm. And uh, I'll say, by the way, I really like the music video. I think oh, it's yeah. got a nice Look. little storyline to it. I think it's got some good gags in it. I think it's very well done. I think Brad Bird did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the best thing I can take from this because, yeah, I still <laughs> find the song, like, very naff and cheesy. But, <laughs> oh, for like, real. also, like, it melt... One moment that melted my icy heart was, Beach when me and you went to uh, Simpsons World in Florida. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I think we were waiting in line for the Simpsons ride and they were playing Do the Bartman over the loudspeaker. Yeah. <laughs> and we just saw this one woman who knew every single word and she was dancing and like looking at her friends and she was singing and her friends like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, and, come on, guys. <laughs> she had the old fucking three verses nailed. And I was just, oh my God. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You I recognize um, you out there, random lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's listening. Um, yeah. What was your uh, little story there, Beige? Right. So during uh, this, the I can't remember quite where it is, but the number A113 pops up. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so I Googled it and that's, you know, it shows up in every Pixar film, like, because that was the name of their animation studio. So I was like, was that just a weird coincidence? And then when you said Brad Bird was the director, I was like, oh, that's what There you go. Wow. Yeah. He actually has worked that into The Simpsons in that it's Sideshow Bob's prison number in Uh. Krusty Gets Busted. Yeah. And I think that carried over even when Brad Bird had left The Simpsons, that continued to be um Bob's number. Mm. So yeah. No, it's just it's just wild that that Easter egg has been there since nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, been through fully. so much of his work. That's wild. Um something I thought when um listening and prepping for this uh pod was the fact that the name Do the Bartman, it occurred to me, hang on, what actually is the Bartman? Because <laughs> yeah, he Sorry, kind of describes the dance a little bit. It's more like just rocking back and forth, and that's about the only move he, he says. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Is it one of those things like the Monster Mash where they never tell you what the Monster Mash is? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was a graveyard smash, Elliot. <laughs> but what is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it caught on in a flash. What do you want, God? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually got an excerpt here from um, one of the articles I read in prep for this uh, by Al Jean, and he said... Um, What's funny is Jeff Martin, and a bit of background, Jeff Martin, writer for The Simpsons, he actually wrote a bunch of really classic songs from The Simpsons. He's like their go-to lyricist. Um, He did Monorail Song and a bunch of others. Um, And he actually is a co-writer for the song we'll talk about later, which is the Mr. Burns song. Anyway, (laughs) just a bit of background there before I say this quote. El Jean said, What's funny is Jeff Martin had written a song for the album called Do the Bart which didn't make it on the album because it got bumped by Michael Jackson. Jeff's song actually gave instructions on how to do an actual dance. He was always going, you can't do the Bartman. It doesn't make sense. Front to back in a rock-like motion? What does that mean? (laughs) So I found that very funny. Um, I like how this song isn't pushy about it as well. It's like, uh, you can do the Bartman if you can, can. You know. Yeah. Um, Now, this is unprecedented for the podcast, so you guys should be honoured, but... I'm about to bring out a book. Usually on the show, I bring out the complete guide to our favorite family, which covers mm. the first eight seasons of the show. And we flick open to a page for the episode that we've been talking about. And we um, we uh, have a chat about that. There's another book. Well, there's several Ooh. books that are sequels Ooh. to a complete guide to our favorite family, which cover the later seasons, which I do own. Ooh. They have not come out on the pod before, but <laughs> do the Bartman has a section dedicated to it in this book. So, here it is. The Simpsons Forever. Forever. A complete guide to a favorite family. Continued. You'll see it is a lot less worn than my... Yeah. <laughs> this, a lot less loved. That's I can thing. shake this and the pages don't fall out. Um, yeah, that one. That one's <laughs> title is a prophecy. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if uh, like, this is a lot thinner too. Um, speaking of cash cows for The Simpsons, I think um, yeah, you know the first book they waited till they had eight eight seasons under their belt. This one they were like, ah, yeah. 
we've had two more. Let's pump out another book. So <laughs> have a cash cow, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna flick it open to um, the do the Batman um, spread, which um, and purely just so I can read out the stuff you may have missed, um, which we joke on the show, like the the stuff you may have missed. It's usually not that great <laughs> when we read it out on the show <laughs> yeah, for the episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, it's usually something like very obvious or a very strange thing to call out. Um, but uh, here we go. The stuff you may have missed. I see Yeah, Bart's mugshot is A113. Here's the thing there though. They don't say why. <laughs> they just, yeah. Perfect opportunity for them to mention that, uh, that yeah. Brad Bird Easter egg. But no, they just say um, that that's <laughs> his mugshot number. A sign in the alley advertises Ben and his rat army, which is a reference to Michael Jackson's song, uh. Ben. Oh, right. Wow. So there's mo- yes. that's a third Michael Jackson drop in <laughs> yes. this Reference, song. Wow. Yeah. That was in his contract, too. He, but he like- definitely didn't work on it, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought this was a nice little bit of animation, actually. Jack's dancing partners include Helen Lovejoy, Princess Kashmir, <laughs> Ms. Mellon, Bart's teacher from the Enriched Learning Center for Gifted Children, and Carl from Simpson and Delia. Yep, I thought. Carl- Carl with wow. a C, played by Harvey Feistein, yeah. Actually, Carl with a K, Elliot. Oh, it was? Ooh. Oh, yeah, sorry. Carl with a C is the Carl we know and love. Yeah. Ooh, Damn you it, are... I'm such a poser fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's basically it. But um, I'll bring this book out a bit later as well, though, because there's another music video um, that's featured in that book. But okay. um, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about the yeah. next song on the album. So if I can just quickly critique, I'm just oh. going to say, this is not the blues. <laughs> 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 we can move on. Yeah, already... They yeah. have <laughs> Simpson sing the blues first song, not a blues song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you've already fucked it up. Um, because I do find I think um in one of the interviews, Al Jean was like, yeah, for some reason we like James L. Brooks really wanted it to be like a blues album. I think because of the success of Moaning Lisa. Um, yeah. They were like, let's use that as the basis. We'll have that song from that episode in the album, and we'll write a bunch of blues, uh, songs. But that really constricted them. He yeah. said, having yeah. said that, though, half the songs on the album, probably because they were quite uh, restricted, are not blues songs. Um, well, the thing that you can do with doing a blues album, cover album like this is a lot of these songs by this time were free of copyright, you know, because these are yeah, what we call in the music biz standards. You know, these are the tunes that everybody has to get under their fingers, you know, to be able to pull out at a moment's notice if you're a session musician. And that's what it really reeked of to me because mm. a, few, a couple of these songs, at least, are ones that we... Yeah, had that expectation of in Music Uni to have under our fingers. And, I mean, for the most part, they're like the standard blues format, so it's not that difficult. But, yeah, that, that's kind of the vibe I got from the most of the songs here. <laughs> that these are standards, they're easy to, like, you don't have to even worry about copyright because it's just mm-hmm. everyone covers these fucking songs. They and- yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say that brings me to a point, though, that this album actually had a fair bit of cash behind it. Because I think because of all James L. Brooks's connections, there's some really big musicians that do yeah. stuff on this album. Look, to be fair to this album, as we go through it, it sounds fine. Like the production is quite good. There are some elements I would change, but other than being maybe dated to exactly 1990, this is the most <laughs> 90s album I think I've ever heard. Um, it's, it's got a really solid production. The whole Do the Barman is slick as hell. Yeah. 
in one of the uh, interviews I read, actually, um, DJ Jazzy Jeff, who yeah. um, produces a song uh, we'll talk about later, but he said he was in the studio and he was watching all these guys try and like um, get the recording equipment ready and he was just like, let me do it and he came over and like tuned it and he was like, yeah. I, like I'm in studios doing music every day because I think it was like, the audio engineers from the show were like oh, right. setting it all oh, up. Oh, interesting. And he was like, no, 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 no. It's a completely different like, mm. yeah. And yeah. he just did it by ear and he like got it all. Anyway, I don't know no, enough I about know, audio like, engineering to do that story justice, but yeah. No, like DJ Jazzy Jeff, like he's a bit of a punchline, like because he is kind of part of this like naff sound of the 90s, you know, like uh, like a lot of this like does reek of like that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air sort mm. of uh, era of music, but like objectively, he's a switched-on dude, you know. Yeah. Like any deep love of jazz and blues and stuff. So like, yeah, this is totally in his wheelhouse, and like, it makes total sense for the Simpsons to hook up with him because, like, yeah, he has a lot of legitimacy in the music industry, and like, I think still today is like working behind the scenes and yeah, churning out bangers. It's just a shame about the name, really, DJ yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Like, I it's think part that- of the whole naff fucking thing about it was him, so man. cool at the time. <laughs> I, I, mean, might- it like, I mean, one of his things as well was like bringing uh, old jazz standards, old blues standards uh, back into the popular conversation. Like uh, Summertime is, yeah, one of his biggest hits and that's, yeah, an old fucking 30s or 40s jazz standard. Yeah, right. Yeah. My main memories of him are being thrown out of the house by Uncle Phil <laughs> on Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> From Uncle Phil, yeah. Um, did I say Dr. Phil then? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. He might have been a doctor. I don't know. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen well, he, was a, he was a judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that, if they do a reboot of, um, of Fresh Prince, they they tried. Be... Oh, they did. Oh, really? They yeah. did. It was just yeah. called like Bel Air, and it was like someone's origin story. I don't fucking bad. know. Anyway, oh, sorry, we man. have nine more tracks to get. Yeah, to. sorry. <laughs> let's keep it moving. So, um, some of them there's really not much to talk about. Just like this exactly. next one, School Day. Which is probably an example of what you were talking about, Elliot, right? Those old school blues tracks. Yeah, Yeah. so they do a bit of like modification to the lyrics and things like that, but like it just really does have this air of cheesy, like 90s late night. Uh, house band you know fucking the guitarist is wearing a silk shirt and he's got his mullet and a ponytail fucking <laughs> you know that kind of blues rock vibes yeah, like yeah, yeah. especially yeah there's just something that made me cringe so deeply when they're doing the <laughs> hey oh hey oh rock and roll oh, it's yeah. so I mean there's yeah. the flip of this the last one wasn't blues and this one is half not the Simpsons because Bart only sings half of it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, who's this guy <laughs> Well, it's I'm not. not a character. I don't have in front of me yeah, who he is, but um, there are a lot of um of big names they got into play. Um, I'm jumping mm-hmm. ahead, but the next track they got BB King to play the guitar. Unreal. Oh, um, under a bad sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, for School Day, I'm I'm sorry, I don't have in front of me who it is, but it, knowing the people they got for the other tracks, he may very well be a blues legend. But um, mm. yeah, I didn't know. This is something I learned um in prep for this pod, is that. School Day and 
No Particular Place to Go by Chuck Berry are the same song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, they're just in that standard blues format, so it's very easy stepping. But yeah, I'm sitting there just going, yep, this is about 40 different songs, but definitely uh, no particular place to go. Cause I, and a lot of blues artists as well would like you know, knowing and lovingly pinch from each other as yeah. well. And it was yeah. more seen as references. And like blues in music terms is like a very copyable format. And yeah. like no one's going to sue you over picking, uh, like doing the same chords because it's like, it's a blues. You That's the thing. You play the yeah. same chords. It's what you put on top of it that counts. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I was listening to it and because I'm a bit ignorant when it comes to the blues. And I was like, oh, this is like driving around in my automobile. And yeah. then I looked it up and went, hang on. Born Under a Bad Sign is the next one. I don't like to read I can hardly write My whole life has been One big fight Born under a bad side I've been down since I began to crawl If it wasn't for bad luck I said I wouldn't have no luck Another at all Another classic blues song, right? And Homer... Is Homer doesn't really sound like <laughs> I, the voice Dan's doing for Homer in this. It's kind of that in, but everyone knows the classic like, oh, let's go out for a frosty chocolate milk, <laughs> like the Walter Matthau <laughs> yeah. voice, and everyone yeah, yeah. knows his current voice. Although his current voice, I guess, has changed a bit because you know, yeah, yeah. but Age. you know, his classic voice. But there's this sort of in between voice mm. between the Walter Matthau and the voice we know, and I feel like this song with home with Dan singing in that fashion yeah. really accentuates that this, yeah, yeah Homer's had some good singing in the show but <laughs> this is not one this was this one hurt a little bit oh didn't it what yeah yeah and being a definitely much more recognizable song as well uh but like the kind of you know the cliche verses he's throwing out or the the, the kind of in-betweens the bit where he yells and that ain't no lie i'm like <laughs> oh god oh something just left my soul <laughs> well because dan's a good singer Dan Castellano is a yeah, good singer. That was it. what was so surprising about it, right? And that's what I think this album really reeks of. And it's particularly like later when Homer and Marge are doing a duet. It's like the joke is, haha, it's those cartoon characters singing and they're just really yeah. hamming up like the voices. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's what this song as well is like really, it's like Dan Castellano is like trying to, like the joke is coming from how he is singing it. Yeah, and he throws in some modifications of the lyrics as well. There's a line about pork rinds in there as well. That was, you yeah. know, besides frosty chocolate milkshakes, you know, one of the top two season one Homer snacks. Yeah. And yeah, that's really the problem that, yeah, he doesn't have the voice concrete yet. So the tone yeah. is a bit wobbly and he's a bit out of key in some yeah, stages. Asking him you could argue that on a part of the joke. Got down yet. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I mean, no, yeah, I guess these are kind of, you could argue these are unfair criticisms because it was early days. It's, you know, like complaining about season one. Nope. They no, released having- it, they charged money for it, we get to <laughs> criticise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, BB King um, actually recorded his guitar for this in Melbourne. Oh, wow. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. So, um, fuck, yeah. what have we ever done up here in Sydney? Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, um, I'm trying to get the uh, the info in front of me, but um, the guy that produced this album, we haven't said yet, his name uh, is John Boylan. John Boylan. And he's like got so many credits. He's record- mm. He's produced so many classic albums. I think he worked with the Eagles quite heavily, uh, Linda Ronstadt, and. Um, 
Boston and basically like the list goes on. So they brought him in um, to do this and I think he could just called on a lot of favors. So he just yeah. had heaps of people he knew and he called up like, um, yeah, BB King's like manager was like, hey, what's he doing right now? Can you get him to like record this? Um, and yeah, BB King play the song he definitely knows how to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Without yeah, yeah. Thinking. Oh. Yeah, he's asleep and he can still play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not that it was particularly hard to get BB King on a record in the '90s as well, but yeah, um, true. It's, doing it's no, it's no less special. And like, uh, it, it's again, we mentioned the production. It's one of the better parts of this album For is real. the production and the guitar work and stuff like that. It's it almost doesn't fit because the backing band sounds- is playing it so like straight ahead and so mm. like by the book. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the guitar comes in and it's fucking ripping up those pentatonics. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then, yeah, looking at later, it was B.B. King and it's like, oh, fuck. Of yeah. course it was. So next track. Moaning Lisa Blues, which we mentioned earlier, is actually the, the one track from the album, which is um, the first verse, at least, is from yeah. the show. This is probably yeah. one of my favorite tracks on the album. I Yeah, I like the idea that they took what was in the show and extended it. That really works. I don't love that they kind of changed the blues stylings to one that it wasn't either in the Lisa interpretation or the Bleeding Gums mm. interpretation. Mm. Yes, yeah, slight difference. I agree. It was a bit it's, where like, it's almost that lyric peppy. doesn't fit like that. Yeah, it's That's almost true. too peppy for the lyrics. I mean, I know there is a bit of that with blues and the, the joyousness in exploring, you know, the depressing things while, you know, still going, hey, hey, rock and roll. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, this one... Yeah, it didn't quite um, uh, hit with me as well. No, that's a definitely a fair criticism. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did... Um enjoy the new lyrics i thought they actually and i think they got al gene and mike reese to actually write them so i like Uh, i feel like it was you know sometimes when they extend a song it's like ugh, like they i felt like this actually you could almost picture that being in the episode yeah to to a point um but uh it was a shame that they didn't get Bleeding Gums Murphy in this track, though. Yeah. yeah. Still alive, so. Well, yeah. he's... Because he's in a later... Um, actually, uh, oh, no, not next track, but the track after God Bless This Child, which we'll talk yeah. a bit more about later. But he's in that, but again, not singing. He kind of just says, that was great, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why did they not, like... Him? Yeah, throw to a solo or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of that, I'll say the... One thing to segue these two tracks, and um, this is my weird takeaway from the album, especially considering later Simpsons, is that I was wondering if this was Yardley the whole time because she's got pipes on these songs, man. Like, I really enjoyed Yardley Smith's performance on Moan and Lisa Blues and God Bless This Child. They're so on key, and like the emotion yeah. that she brings to them as well. well like, we know Yardley can do pretty well if you use her use a key she's comfortable with. You think yeah. of, you know, Jazz Man from the episode where mm. Bleeding Gum Murphy's dies. That is that that gives me chills. That's great. Compare that to Lisa Goes Gaga, where for some <laughs> reason they got the voice actor to push their key to fit the musician instead of getting the professional Ugh. musician to modulate. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just hurts. So she can do fine if she's comfortable with a key. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really blown away by that too, um, Elliot. I was like, holy shit, yeah, she's doing a banger job seeing and I think that's why I enjoyed it um quite a bit, because I was just really enjoying um the performance. Yeah. Um next track, Deep Deep Trouble. Front yard, mowing like crazy, sweating like a pig, and the sun is blazy. Homer's in the driveway, getting in the car with mom and Lisa. Hope they're going real far. Then dad yells, Burn! and I go, Yo! He goes, You're done yet? And I go, No. So he goes, Oh, you're too slow. So I step on the gas to speed up the mow. Didn't see that sprinkler underneath that tree. Wham! Raining on me. I go, Whoa! Homer goes, No! Now you can't go! Sorry. Do the mow uh, show! Also covered in the book, um, which I don't know what I've done with it, Um, but (laughs) here we go. Um, But uh, yes, um, while I'm finding the page, this is um, really early 90s. And I feel like, so this is the one that um, DJ Jazzy Jeff co-wrote and and produced. uh, And it really feels like a Fresh Prince type of song. Yeah, it's very much of that, I'm going across the street and I got myself a hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That very silly uh, rap <laughs> lyrics. And I don't know, There, I find it charming in its silliness in, in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, the big punishment was, but you don't get to go to the boat show now. <laughs> that was very weird. I'm like, is that the only thing that fit the meter, the boat show? Oh, yeah. Because no. <laughs> it's like, dough, now you can't go. With the bolt show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are so many of those sort of lines in both this and do the Bartman, where it's just like uh, this one's Bartman, like I'm causing trouble everywhere I go, and it's not intentional, just keeping the flow. And it's like, the fuck does yeah. that even mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I feel yeah, it's all badass, so- but I don't mean to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny as well, um, these early, this is a very early Simpsons thing, like all the Bart Mania and stuff, um, yeah. is acting like Homer is this real god-awful, like, authoritarian, when he's act. when you think about Homer's character, he's actually not. In fact, that's like the plot point for Itchy and Scratchy the movie, is that he doesn't punish Bart. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I know you could argue, like, kids always see their parents as this horrible yeah, yeah. figure when really they're not that bad. But yeah, this one, yeah, it just feels like they're trying to repeat the um, parents don't, don't understand success. Yeah. Like Will Smith. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, I guess if you look at that and look at this song as kind of a parody of that, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty on point. Yeah. And look, I like the clip a lot. I like mm. how, you know, Bart's, you know, in the kind of dark and uh, the framework of the film, he's kind of, uh, he's, you know, standing in the shadows a little bit and it covers his hair for the whole thing, and which is then the punchline. I do quite like that they do that very organically. You, If you didn't know that's what they were covering, it would look quite normal. Yeah. Uh, and the kind of surrealist chaos of his, you know, he imagines being on trial and that kind of thing. And it's very season one symptoms, like, uh, you know, with um, Bart the General and his, his yeah, fantasy sequences sure. with Nelson. Is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very like that kid's stuff. fantasy thing that they tapped into, especially like Bart versus Thanksgiving, where the, you know yeah. it's all your fault and the yeah, surrealism yeah. of that. Yeah, no, good Definitely. point. Um, but that said, the line "Dreamy Dreamland" can fuck off. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's a weird uh, story of this song. Like he slept in, so Homer was mad at him, and he made him mow the lawn. No, he threw his alarm clock, and that hit Homer. I think, oh, that's right. Um, he didn't mow the lawn fast, fast enough, so no boat show for him. <laughs> So he took advantage of the situation and invited a bunch of kids round. Well, before he does and that, and then Homer shaves uh, his head. He's lying nude on the lawn with his like Walkman covering his junk, and it's like that's that's some you wouldn't uh, that would require cable TV now for that kind of nudity. No, 
there there is a point that yeah you don't see Bart's butt anymore on Simpsons yeah yep yeah that's why yeah. the Simpsons sucks now <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Bart bum um, but uh, bum. <laughs> the stuff you may have missed for this one uh, and the reason that I did quite like um, the music videos there's quite a few references to episodes and Easter eggs and stuff so Barton and Nelson play Super Slugfest from the episode Morning Lisa yeah yep. um, there's the reference to Jebediah Springfield's head from Telltale Head. Bart drinks a space mutant squishy. No, I, I mean, yeah, it's a decent composition as well. Like, I, I do like the moment where, you know, everyone arrives home from the boat show and destruction surrounds Bart and then, then everything is silent. And then the music drops out. I, I was actually wondering if Lin-Manuel borrowed this from uh, uh, Hamilton. Yeah. When <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question, though. Do you guys know this song? Like, it's one of the singles, right? Oh, yeah. It had the music video. But did you know it that well? I, I know about it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I felt like I only discovered it because of the DVD bonus features. I don't know. No, I knew all about the head shaving and the rest of it. Yeah, oh, there right. you go. I think I only knew about it because of this book. But the yeah. mothballs right. and the meat stew. Mothballs and the beef stew. That's yeah, not do the bark. I, I, I got them confused in my head because they are now merged and they are one ultra. Well, do the Bartman references Deep Deep Trouble. So I think you know, oh, Bartman yeah. was like a <laughs> sequel to this or something. I think Do the Bartman came first. But yeah, right. It was just uh, it was giving us some, you know, foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, next we have God bless this child. Uh, which is, yeah, a cover of a Billie Holiday song. Um, yep. On the internet, it says this was a single. Weird pick. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wild choice for a single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, great performance by, by Yardley Smith. Yeah. There's not really much else to say about it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, like all the kind of studio setting up sounds. It gives them a very kind of, you know, uh, turn the chair around and chill with the classroom vibes. Uh, I yeah. Did- Get real with the class. Actually, speaking of that, there's some trivia online that says Matt Groening is the voice of the recorder, recording guy. Okay. Oh, is that right? Well, why not cameo? Um, but yeah, that's a decent little opening thing. Like, yeah, uh, Lisa, like, thank you for having me in here. And it's like, but then no synthetic sounds, only live musicians. Then sort of launches into like what I consider the most default Casio keyboard press yeah. play demo <laughs> fucking and I'm like, okay, it's production. Like, there might have been actual musicians there, but like... That was definitely a synthetic organ sound. That was definitely <laughs> fucking a drum machine. Like, yeah. But a live drum machine. So the next track is finally we get Marge in here. And it is yeah. one of the more bizarre tracks. There's some yeah. pretty freaking bizarre tracks on this album. But I love to see you smile. In the summer. In the springtime. Winter or the fall. Only place I want to be is where I can see you smile at me. In a world that's full of trouble. Now, I listened to this, so it's a duet between Homer and Marge. It, it, yep. You know, it is what it Wonder is. if you took the same journey I did on this one. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I assume listening to this, I was like, I don't know what song they're singing. It clearly, it's not that funny, so it mm. must be a cover. It must be some song I don't know about. So I looked it up. 
And so it was a Randy Newman song. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then I looked at when it was released and it was released the year before and it was f- from the soundtrack of Parenthood, the film Parenthood. Yeah. And really? it wasn't a popular song. Um, mm. Did you get anywhere else with this, BT, in your research? Or? No, I was literally sitting there just going, God, this sounds like a Randy Newman song. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked it up and I just laughed for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that's weird because, like, I when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is, like... Yeah, one of your like throwbacks to like uh, like Louis Armstrong and um, Ella Fitzgerald sort of style duets, like maybe not yeah. them, but that sort of thing. And yeah, I I didn't know it was that recent to yeah. to this yeah, song. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. I can definitely hear what you mean when you say like uh, Louis Armstrong. You can almost imagine that yeah. voice. Let us my... Yeah, it's very strange. So I was then like doing a bunch of Googling, be like, just to clarify, have I missed something? Like, was this actually a really big song in the charts and that's why they covered it? But no, it was just on the soundtrack, I guess, in the movie. I actually watched the movie not that long ago. I think I sort of half remember hearing it in the credits possibly. But um, yeah, I don't know why they chose it. My thinking is something to do with James L. Brooks. Or Good like, call, yeah, because he was so deep uh, in movies at this yeah. stage as well. And, like, him doing Simpsons was seen as, like, a step down, like, in a lot of people's eyes. Mm. Yeah, that that's probably the call, yeah. It's like, Randy, you know that favour you owe me? <laughs> Guess what? So, I'm assuming, yeah, that's the connection there. But um, it's actually not Randy Newman playing the piano in the song. It is Dr. John. Who does that name mean? Oh, really? You guys? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mac Wow, they really um, did pull some favors. Yeah, they really fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, saw Booker T and the MGs were on another one as well. That's yeah. Yeah, I don't ever know. Or maybe they one, just but... penned a song. Anyway, sorry. No, but definitely, uh, yeah, huge, um, huge. I, in fact, I read somewhere that pointed out that this album has more guest stars than The Simpsons had had at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, well. But yeah, uh, I didn't love I Love to See You Smile. Like, again, you've got the problem of it's kind of actually ruined by Marge and Homer doing silly, like really exaggerating their voices. Like Marge being like, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but like, I love to see you smile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Uh, like, yeah, Marge's voice doesn't translate to singing. Homer hasn't figured out, uh, Dan hasn't figured out how to sing in Homer. So, and like, because of that, there's a lot of off-key moments. Like, it's cute lyrically, and I can see why they did it. And like, you know, they do those were the days later. This feels like a progenitor to that. But yeah, it's, yeah, an interesting song choice regardless. uh, my kind of issue with this one is what it, you know, so a lot of these tracks kind of bleed into the next track on it, and some of those they work quite well, and then this is one that I think absolutely does not. Hard because, left turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just because mostly because it's Marge in this one and then Marge in the next one yeah. on uh, Springfield Soul Stew. And today's special is Springfield Soul Stew. We sell so much of this, people wonder what we put in it. Well, we're going to tell you right now. <clears throat> Give me about a half a teacup of base. Now I need a pound of fatback drums. Now give me four tablespoons of boiling Springfield guitar. This is gonna taste alright. So she goes from this one, and then there's a little bit of overlap where she's all like. 
you know, half a cup of bass and a pound of fat back drums. And it's just like... Weird what? choice. Yeah, I thought the same thing, BT, like to have those ep- those songs back to back. Like Marge is only on two tracks and you're having both mm. of them together in a row. Um, and Springfield Soul Stew, it's pretty uninspired because what it's based on is a song called Memphis Soul Stew. Yeah. By King Curtis. Um, and all they've done is just have her change the name to Springfield. I'm pretty sure yeah. all the lyrics are exactly the same and half of the song is instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like this real... Uh, if you go listen to this band uh, called Average White Band, their song Pick Up The Pieces, this is exactly what it was reminding me of, just this real fucking ultra-generic sort of blues jammy track. Yeah, like it doesn't sort- sound bad. It's just got no personality to it. Got no soul, baby. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's just soul. weird having Marge go, oh, yep, stir up the beat. That's it. <laughs> yeah, That's now you're jamming. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it doesn't feel like it's got the knowingness of how lame Marge is of like yeah. the, every Simpson dance now. Yeah, oh, yeah, was, yeah. It feels like even too authentic, but I mean... Uh, you could argue that it inspired, you know, talking about recipe songs that this would lead to chef's chocolate salty balls. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Draw a direct line between the two. <laughs> well, what this song, and a few of the songs inspired me to do this, is it just made me look up the actual Memphis Soul Stew by King Curtis, which is yeah. far superior. And now I've got that song on, like, my current, like, <laughs> playlist that I'm listening to. Yeah, so, sick. Like, I'll that, have to add it. Yeah, it's a good song, fun. but yeah. it's essentially like, well, what did the Simpsons version add nothing like what, what can we bring to marge where she doesn't actually have to sing yeah. <laughs> um but i guess like recipe marge mum. i don't know yeah I, I assume that's that's was their thinking but yeah. just having yeah. them back to back though i don't know why they did that it's- yeah i wonder if it was like a few years later and they made this album whether they'd have lunch lady doris be the one to <laughs> <laughs> which could work because she's so like yeah. you know i guess what's the word monotonous like having yeah. her read it might actually be now bring a half a teacup of bass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I would like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, which is actually, yeah, uh, maybe I can, I should save this for my review, but I, I think it is a shame in a way they stopped making these sorts of albums where they had original songs and, you know, Simpsons, Springfieldians singing their versions of songs um, when they hadn't really had a huge cast yet. Like, yeah, yeah, and established like, a lot of the B characters. And yeah, things, yeah, like I wouldn't mind hearing an album with like, you know, Mo or Wiggum or like Patty Bumblebee and Selma. Man doing um, <laughs> La Bamba. Yeah. <laughs> or Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next song, I reckon yeah. this is one of my favourites. Just because track on the album, no question. How ridiculous it is. I am so glad is. you guys agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Look at All Those Idiots. They make personal phone calls and company time. They Xerox their buttockses and guess who pays the time. Their blatant thievery wounds me. Their ingratitude astounds. I long to lure them to my home and then release the hounds. I shouldn't grow unsettled when faced with such abuse. I shouldn't let it plague me. I shouldn't blow a fuse. But look at all those idiots. Oh, look at all those boobs. An office full of morons. A factory full of fools. Is it any wonder I'm singing? Singing the blues. How would you describe it? Oh, that. 
like, genuinely yeah, we've talked funny. A lot, <laughs> yeah, and we've talked a lot about how okay, fair enough. It's season one; they didn't quite have the the characters and the voices down yet. This could come out now, and it would still work. It For is ex- real. Pro- it is mint, Mister Burns. Like it, just something so uh, the contrast of yeah, this brutal capitalist doing this very funky <laughs> fresh rhyme, and like I found this so endearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, they photograph their buttocks, and guess who pays <laughs> the dime? <laughs> well, it's quite, and you know what the difference here is: this one was written by or co-written by Jeff Martin and Sam Simon. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That two of the Simpson greats here. Yeah. And so, yeah, it feels a lot more Simpson y. Um, you could almost see this from an episode. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, Mr. Burns' voice is a bit more of his, like, when Harry Shearer used to do it deeper. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, you could argue it's a little daggy, but the bit where like Smithers is like playing the guitar, yeah. <laughs> then he's like, <laughs> just a sorry. Mandy plays guitar. Like it, yeah. Smithers doesn't no. know. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> the lead in though is Grace. Like, Why is it getting all quiet here? Like, yeah. Waiting for a solo. Well, then do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Smithers, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I found my mojo. It felt yeah. a little bit like Harry Shearer was improving in a few bits. Well, well yeah. it probably Especially does help that Harry Shearer is a musician. Yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, he was one third of Spinal Tap, like, and the dude is like a pro pro level musician, like bass player mostly. But yeah, yeah, um, agreed. No, and I think the album should have had more of that. What what this? If the album was all songs like this, like, yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you're saying, it's almost a shame that they didn't take another swing at doing non-show songs again, especially, Mm. yeah, towards like season six, seven, where they'd solidified their supporting cast. And yeah, you could have had a few tracks by, yeah, Moe and fucking Barney and shit. Yeah, I guess because there had been so many songs in the series by that point, like from season three onwards, they started actually regularly having original songs. It was probably just a financially an easier option to just be like, "Eh, let's just make it a soundtrack. Album, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I just want to praise the exit of this as well. Where Smith is like, You make Muddy Waters sound shallow and cheery by comparison, so <laughs> and then Mr. Burns has a nice little riff of why they still play, it. yeah, 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 because uh. they're just playing the outro. But he's like, we're not, we're not paying them for this, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, final song on the album is a really bizarre one, it is called yeah. Sibling Rivalry. Look, it's the only point on the album I felt any kind of heart because they spent the whole bit, you know, talking about how, ah, uh, you know, Lisa's studying like a dork and Bart keeps interrupting her like a jerk and doesn't that suck? But then they like, I wonder if we'll always be this close. So there's kind of, mm. even though they're kind of giving each other shit, there's this, you know, knowing care to it. And yeah, yeah uh, there's a nice bit of sentimentality there. The rest, no, other than that, it's kind <laughs> of baffling. Well, we were wondering, I mean, we're giving it a little bit of shit before, oh, it's Simpsons Sing the Blues and they're doing, yeah, like 90s pop and rap and shit like that. And this one is just this weird, like, swing at, like, 
musical theatre prog yeah. kind of, almost a queen sound, <laughs> like how it's just got like these big style genre changes between mm. the sections and yeah. massive tempo shifts and like... I like I had to listen to this one twice be- just to kind of <laughs> confirm that it happened. <laughs> yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. I thought it's funny you say musical theater because listening to this, I assumed it was a cover, and it sounded like it was from some classic musical or something. Yeah. That's the vibe I got. And then I found out no, it was an original written specifically for the album. I was like, really? That's odd. So odd. Yeah, apparently James L. Brooks, like, that was his request. He wanted a song on the album about Bart and Lisa's sibling rivalry. And then, yeah, they went away and made this. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that is something with the album that you can criticise, that there isn't enough, like, character interplay on it. And, you know, we just talked, Mm. like, we loved Mr. Burns and Smithers on that previous track. And, you know, uh, the Homer and Marge one didn't land, but I like the idea of them doing, like, a cute piano duet together. So, like, yeah, in concept, having Bart and Lisa do a song where they're at odds with each other. But just... I, I, I almost just couldn't get a footing on this song. And I, <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm a quite a big fan of, like, prog and, like, style shifts and, like, um, yeah, really bending what music can be. But, yeah, this one was just, like, almost like three songs glued together <laughs> yeah. unexpectedly. 100%. I must admit, um, I did find it quite catchy, a few of these songs, actually. But throughout the day after listening to this one, I just kept going. It was earworming me the bit where I was like... I put a spider on her shoulder. Oh yeah. my! <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't, yeah, didn't realise it was fake. It's like, yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very strange. And the backing vocals are so strange. They're like, poor Bart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, full fucking choir and yeah. like orchestral score. Especially when most of it has been like a sort of simple, tight blues band, you know, <laughs> like five-piece rock band sort of thing. And yeah, this one's just... Mm. Fucking full-blown orchestra. It's a very weird choice. Yeah, quite a strange album. There's an excerpt here from the article that I've uh, mentioned a few times from Al Jean where he sums it up pretty well, I think. He says, I personally wish... This is him talking about the album as a whole. I personally wish it was a little funnier. It's not like mm. there weren't funny things on it, but it mm. attempted to be more true to its title and be about singing the blues. There were covers of legitimate sad songs that weren't for humorous purposes. I wish it yeah. reflected a little more of the humor of the show, but who can complain about a platinum album? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Double platinum. Yeah. yeah. No, um, absolutely. So what do you guys reckon? Um, what do you, what would you give this uh, album? We'll, we'll do the rating that I do on oh, Murph's wow. Tavern uh, oh, yeah. out of 10. Uh, do you do split points or is it just strict 10 point scale? Yeah. I mean, you can do what you want really, but <laughs> traditionally, <laughs> uh, traditionally just as flat out yep. of 10. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't think about a rating. Where is my heart on this? We can actually like, do both. You can you can give it your uh, Simpsons Index rating as well if you want. You want to chuck this zirconia? We're in your house. We'll, uh, we'll use, <laughs> we're in the tavern. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, it's also hard like it's because it's kind of fun to take it as, you know, a pop culture, um, what's the word? Oh, artifact. Yeah, um, and like a yeah. Curio, so yeah. Yeah, but it, that's a... Some of them are just bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's like a sort of split the difference for me, like a straight down the middle five because, yeah, there's uh, a whole lot of songs that. that I don't want to return to. But then, yeah, there's things that like... It's silly and tacky, but yeah, I... Like kind of, there's something to gain from do the Bartman and deep, deep trouble and things. And yeah, look at all these idiots, unexpected fucking favorite. That yeah, you know, start chucking on at parties instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and that said, I, I said at the, the top of the episode, 
the production is great. Mm. Like yeah. they got a bunch of people who knew what they were doing, and yeah, if you get even if you're gonna half ass something to get that much pedigree behind it is amazing. So. Yeah, it, while it feels like a cash-in, it feels like a well-intentioned one, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know what? Solely, solely for my newfound love of look at all these videos, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a six. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is very hard to rate an album, not just the yeah, Simpsons yeah. album from 1990 yeah. either, but albums in general. <laughs> like, you can have an album with amazing songs on it with a bunch of duds. So, it's like, well, yeah. hang on, what do I give the album? Take it as if, a whole, yeah. Yeah, so, you know... You, you guys did well. Um, I think, look, I'm looking... It's a nice slice of that time, I think. Fully. Um, yeah. so, Absolute time capsule. Yeah. And I really like the... this. I guess this isn't reviewing the album, is it? It's reviewing the music video. But I really like the music video for Do The Bartman as well. Um, I'm going to give this... as part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if, the, if it weren't for the song on the album, there wouldn't be the music video, right? So, yeah, exactly. I'll give it a seven. I'm going to give this oh, album a seven. Nice one. Flush. That's it. Yep. What have you guys got to plug? All right. Yeah. Over at the Simpsons Index, we're reviewing Simpsons. We're traipsing <laughs> into the era that uh, you have smartly decided to avoid. <laughs> and yeah, we had you recently on to review a season four, a 34 episode as the show returned to its former glory. No, but listen to <laughs> us explain why. Um, and also, yeah, for you Simpsons podcast fans, you'll probably know Four Finger Discount. I've just started mm. a podcast with... Dando from Four Finger Discount, and we're reviewing uh, AEW Wrestling, and that's on G'day EW. So, yeah, go check that out, out on all podcatchers. Sounds good. BT? I mean, I plug those things. Uh, if I've got <laughs> the spotlight for a quick second, we can plug our scripted fiction podcast, Pulp Fury Radio. This was a bunch of radio plays written by me and produced and directed by Elliot myself. Uh, really proud of that work. And if you want a bit of fiction in your podcasting, check it out. If you like your, your Twilight Zones and stuff, uh, it is some good fun over there. Yeah, awesome. I reckon, yeah, there needs to be more of that stuff. Like, I mean, uh, podcasts are, I think, an underutilized medium mm. for scripted comedy and stuff. Or well, not just comedy, but, yeah, scripted stuff yes. in general. Oh, this so is thrills, yep. chills, and other stuff. But also, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> comedy in there as well. And, yeah, we've got more in the pipeline as well. So, yeah, stay tuned. PulpFuryRadio.com. Great. Um, my stuff's at murphymclaughlin.com I uh, recently just uploaded a bunch of cartoon characters I've drawn on there so if you want to check them out uh, plus I'm gonna uh, well not gonna I have started doing stand up again uh, so you can uh, yeah check me out at various comedy nights across Melbourne uh, if you're in uh, anywhere other you're than the Melbourne then book a flight <laughs> wonderful <laughs> um, but yes Thanks so much for being on the show again, Elliot and BT. Thank you very Thank much, you. man. This was an absolute yeah. pleasure, dude. Yeah, check out an album that we somehow haven't reviewed for our show yet. Yeah. <laughs> Stunned. Yeah. No, this was a great time. Thanks for having us. No yeah. worries at all. Uh, thank you, guys, and thank you, listeners. And as we always say here on Murph's Tavern, bye! Bye! <laughs>